0: I've been in the game for years. What? It made me an animal. It's rules to this shit. Broke me a manual. Step by step booklet for you to get. Your game on track, not your wig pushed back. Renegade coaches in the building. Whoa!
1: Brooklyn!
0: Brooklyn. Yeah. Hey. You represented well, Bridgeport. I represented <laughs> well. That, Yo, Montana. Bridgeport, Harder Than a Time. Shout out to all my people in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Whoa. Please lift that band that you got on Kamal coming through. I know he thinks shit sweet. But when you
1: come through there, if he ain't with me, give him a pass. Yeah, bridge for it. All three of you niggas are still up in there. What's up? Y'all? What's up y'all? I hope y'all good, yo. Yo, <laughs> so, he's Renegade Coach Up and I'm K. Franklin, and we got.
0: I'm Kalanzi Jamachanga,
1: the riot starter,
0: the renegade, always throwing shade, ace of spades. Oh. Don't drink that, Uncle Remy. Oh. Hey. And I go by the name of the air doctor. What's good? Transmitted live, you know it's <laughs>
2: Minister Server, along with. It's your boy,
0: John. Ja
1: ja 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 ja, ja. Ja,
0: ja, ja 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 ja. be like he wanna sing. He be like, "It's your boy
1: Ja." I, I know. Why I man, see an R and B career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he look like an R and B cat. He does. some yeah. um, tight ass <laughs> t shirts <you laughs> <know. laughs> A
0: nasty backup singer. Yo, He do got, Yo, he, he like. Be my, his titties all hanging out. Yeah, with yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah, hey, ja, yeah, 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 thing, ja. yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Like, okay. he like, he like, he like luke my size, but he got my T-shirt on. That's <laughs> it ain't gonna work like that, Ja. You got, you got respect, respect the dialect. True, true. Anyway, how you doing, man? Man. Good. Look here, man. I'm alive on arrival out earlier. What up? I was on my man Dr. Jerry Ball's joint. We was what? rocking out for Mumia. Talking some serious shit, We were right? talking some serious shit. We had Bob Boyle on there. Love Bob. Uh, uh, Johanna, Johanna uh, Fernandez.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. We had Kim Brown. Kim yep. Brown cursed more than me. You I saw
1: her burn it down. The... Oh, man. She, she was, was thinking... listening. To... She was like, arsonist, she was taking this down, mm-hmm. yeah. burn that down. Yeah. I was like, well, all right then. I like her. I like uh-huh. her.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we had another sister. I can't think of her name right now. Williams, I believe. Um, but she was on point as she well. She was on point too? Yeah, yeah so, man. Know, some
1: serious shit. We glad Mumia came through his surgery. No doubt. Uh, looks like his, his progress is improving. Everything seems to be going well. But I know there's still a lot of court case um, and information to find out around his health. So keep tuning in to Black Power Media. Without a doubt. Because there's going to be some updates on you on Mumia, his health, and what's going on next with his case.
0: No doubt. And it's free Mumia all day a day. In fact, free them all. Free all political prisoners. Mm-hmm. And any of y'all talking about anything about the freedom of political prisoners, y'all think y'all thinking? You know what I'm saying? If you ain't talking about getting your comrades out first, all the other shit is
1: bullshit. True that, true. So what we got going on in the world? Hey, I just want
3: to say this. Uh There was a song that we used to sing, and it's called i'm so glad that i go to morris
2: brown i'm so glad that i go to morris brown yes morris brown we
3: back baby got an accreditation (laughs) back after all that shit talking these motherfuckers was
2: talking about
0: oh that's That's right that's (laughs) that's right on the real we bought morris brown you know what i'm saying so all them the rejects they graduated like like the ear doctor mm-hmm. we revoking your damn applications today, you know? <laughs> after,
1: after, <laughs> 20 years, after 20 years 20 years Brown has finally got his accreditation That's yeah right. but on, on the real
0: you know what i'm saying we're gonna be talking about morris brown one of these days because morris brown the real morris brown was a freedom fighter you know what i'm saying no doubt. so you know we joke around a lot you know what i mean but definitely we joke around when it comes to the school itself because you got folks like the ear doctor yeah. rob love yeah. and folks like that Ooh. i mean it's like Giving away degrees. they
3: like, take two. Take three. <laughs> I took my African Studies degree and got up out of there. You did? Did, yeah,
0: you, did? Met, did you, learn oh, yeah, you learn anything?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I learned that uh slavery is over and
0: I'm going to work for myself. Okay, oh, you learned that slavery is over.
3: You,
1: <laughs> you had to go to learn? Morris Brown for that?
3: Yeah, <laughs> you go, though. For
0: that stuff. Slavery's not over, it just change places, my man. <laughs> true, anyway, true. what's popping right
1: now? Well, what else is going on? Something in uh, Columbia, South Carolina took place?
0: Yeah, you had another white boy that lost his damn mind a white sergeant for the US military mm-hmm. punk ass trying to bully a little young black boy I was wishing that could have been me I'd have smacked the goddamn brown stew chicken out of oh, but unfortunately it. it wasn't me so you know what I'm saying he had the young man yeah, yeah trying yeah. to pin him up trying mm-hmm. to you know pushing on him and whatnot another young sister recorded it but um in the spirit of Columbia South Carolina and I, I was locked up in Columbia. They don't fuck around in Columbia. You get your wig pushed back. The brothers came through the neighborhood and surrounded dude's house and shit. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah, let's do that shit right now. Push, yeah, pull, yeah, yeah. pull a smack, game. pull a push game again up here. You know, so um, shout out to all the brothers and sisters in South Carolina. You know what I mean for keeping the trill. You know what I mean. And uh, the the staff sergeant, I forgot his name was. Uh, name.
2: it's Jonathan Pet
0: Petlin. Pitlin. Yeah, Jonathan Penderuse. Right? Yeah, no, Don't that get Penderuse. Yeah, 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 his punk ass. I hope that uh, you know, that somebody catches ass, yeah. and push him around. He yeah. got third degree assault. He got charge third,
1: degree third degree assault,
0: assault. Ain't, yeah. Shit, yeah. Ain't, ain't shit. You know what I'm I mean,
1: <laughs> thirty days of five hundred dollar
0: fine.
2: That
1: is I mean, shit, he get
0: probation or something. Exactly.
1: And then the big news, of course, this week, is that another, and yet another, young mm. brother has been killed by the police. Yes. Uh, brother Dante Wright, I believe in Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Tw- uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn City. Brooklyn, City. Yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn uh, Center.
0: Brooklyn Center. Yeah. yeah. 20-year-old young man, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, gunned yeah. down by the pigs. Yeah. Uh, he was this-
1: riding in his car. Yes. Um, he had called his mom right beforehand because the cops was pulling him over, uh-huh. and they pulled him over extensively, what's called a pretext stop because they claimed that his air freshener, right? That's right. His air was hanging was from there. his rear view mirror, yeah. and so that was, they gave them the reason to stop him. Bravo and then call. they said wow. he had outstanding warrants totaling $346. Yes, which cost um, him his life. It cost him his life. And then but check it, yeah. the ill
0: shit about it. Cave bitch, that's right, I said cave bitch, she decides that she's gonna reach for her Taser, just like uh, Mertzel or whatever the hell his mm-hmm. name was, mm-hmm. out with the Oscar Brown case. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Back yeah, yeah. in uh, was it 2009? 2009? Yeah. Yeah. Same situation. You know, in so many different cases where they talk about they thought it was a taser. Now, for any of you who's ever picked up a weapon to go train with, whoever ever touched a taser, you know, goddamn well that's the malarkey. I don't care how much she cried. We don't give a goddamn about that. I hope the same way that she gunned down that brother, that, that somebody finding their heart and their soul and they ass to uh return that favor. Yeah. So we and, yeah go ahead yeah And
2: you know what really makes it even crazy that she's been on the force for 26 years. So and she was training somebody at the time. So for her to act like she didn't know she knew exactly what she was doing, and mm-hmm. for anybody to think anything different, she's a demon killer cop. Period. For her to even get manslaughter charges is bogus. Yeah, she knew exact. Twenty six years on the force, and she uh, uh, resigns. You know, as soon as it happens, it's bullshit. And, mm-hmm. and again, we're talking about a system that has no compassion. Even though down the street, the trial is going on for George Floyd. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's, it's much more
0: serious than just this one case. We know that. Yeah. So busted. Um, one of our favorite ambulance ch- chases. Uh. Punk motherfucker, who I was in the get, at a rally with one time, and I got the video, and he's standing behind me when I'm talking. He's looking around everybody like, "Y'all believe what he just said?" Two weeks later, his monkey ass on CNN s- spitting my whole speech. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. I guess it sounds better when he when and he says. is
1: it. the attorney, yes. Ben Crump. Ben Crump, the Chump, his bad, punk bad. ass. Bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so, what and saying? this this leads into what we're gonna talk about a lot tonight. Okay, is again this idea of petty bourgeois activism and organizing. Um, this performative organizing, and again, you know, what came out this week too, and we're going to dive, we're going to dig a little deeper as the sort of the lead, is that one particular organizer, activist, um, got some research done on them, some That's op right. research, That's right. and found out that she was buying a lot of houses and property, um, and and you know, based on some of these deals that she got as an organizer and activist helping to start the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. So we want to dig a little deep into that and talk about, Mrs. you know, Rourke. what's happening in terms of like organizing and activism and how are folks getting away with this and how we should view this and think about this in our community. So we're going to be right back soon on Renegade Culture. It's going to
0: be on fire tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Renegade Culture back at you.
0: Yeah, we in the building tonight. Renegade Culture, your the, the, your favorite podcast uh-huh. on the whole goddamn planet. I think that's true. It Even though is.
1: We have a lot of other podcasts.
0: Well, well, I mean, you know, they 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 dope because they roll with the BPM. That's true. BPM. That's true,
1: that's true.
0: That's <laughs> true. Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? And
0: they they definitely on point. So we had to call a couple of them, some of our favorite folks from BPM. You know what I'm saying? We got the Luke Mons in the building of Luke like, Mons. they Jackie. weren't ready for that.
1: I uh, know, Jackie Man. and Baba Luke Mons. Jackie, How y'all doing?
0: Baba Luke Mons and Doggy Luke Mons. I don't know where he at, <laughs> I don't see him.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's going to make an appearance. He's going to definitely show, over, show you up. Know what I'm yeah, yeah. And then we got our number one all-time uh, uh, guest on our show. I think he's making like his 45th appearance. This cat, right? Like
0: he's no longer a guest, he's a co-host a co-host Renegade Culture Podcast. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. allow him. Can we? Can we have Jared as co-host right now? Hey,
1: legal. Man, no not, doubt, no doubt. Okay, okay. Be, he 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 might might
0: also, co-founder of BPM.
2: A BPM, co-founder that's right. of BPM. BPM okay, you know what I'm okay, okay, okay.
1: okay. Doctor Jared Ball.
4: Oh, the doctor. Word, word, word. That's doctor, up to this. people. All What's that? Right. The doctor. <laughs> Always a pleasure to be back on the on on. My favorite podcast. The reason okay. I tried to team up with you is because it was my favorite podcast. It's a <laughs> wise man. We like that.
1: <laughs> OK. Luke Mons, how y'all doing? We all
5: right. We all right. How you doing, brothers?
0: Good, good, so, yeah, good. We, we good to go. Good to go. Good to see you all here.
1: So we wanted to start <laughs> yeah. off, you know, we, we talked a little bit in the intro about why we wanted to have y'all on and talk about what's happening in terms of movement politics. And I wanted to start it off because we we talk a lot about um, uh, what folks are doing today and how they're organizing and some of the different, maybe some of the differences in terms of what we think real organizing is. But then when you start to talk about what's happening organizing-wise, you get like this, this pushback. And I wanted to just name off three areas of pushback that you get and then have you guys start by commenting on that. So one is that, you know, um, we are doing the state's job when we critique other organizers who are doing work. Two is, is that the organizer is under pressure because they're getting threats, right-wing threats, uh, that kind of thing, and so their life is in danger. And then three is that because this particular story that I'm talking about is not, is not only this story, but this particular story was led by sort of a right-wing media sort of design, right? They, they put it out there, other media outlets picked it up, and that's how it got spread. No one necessarily disputes the information so far, to my knowledge. But that's how it's gotten spread. So it also feels like there's these ways in which when, this, when we start to have these conversations, these political dialogues, folks clam up quickly and they sort of hide behind certain shields. And, it, and we, on the other side, if we want to talk about it, then we're, the we're band labeled band. in certain ways.
0: Yeah, we're the renegades.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I wanted to get you so, some opening. I'll start with you, Jared. Just some opening thoughts around what, what do you think is kind of like the proper way to discuss some of this stuff and what do you think about some of the pushback that folks get when they
4: try to have these conversations? Now, that's a great question. As you were talking I made a note because I was thinking of um, uh, something a, a former colleague of mine and I did, uh, put together in a critique of uh, uh, Tyler Perry's work. Uh, and we, we called it uh, uh, part of the work the Mantan Manifesto and if people remember from the film Bamboozled that when they bring in the white woman to 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 counsel the brothers on how to present this, uh, you know, fraudulent depiction of blackness on TV, they they talk about one of the ways to protect against the critique is to hire black people to be on on the you know the the production, uh, get the the Al Sharptons out there, you know you know get to to blunt the Al Sharpton style critique, uh, you know, not, uh, hire black people put you know put. Uh, uh, um, Uh, certain people in certain places, uh, you know, describe it as being something that's trying to uh, uh, reclaim the narrative of the past and redefine the old anti-black of the past in a new way, all the kinds of things that that sound very similar to what we hear today, when folks like us try to raise a hand and say, a lot of the very popular promoted styles of activism and the platforms that people are taking as a very watered down, man-tan, you know bamboozled uh uh coon step and fetch it kind of politics and then what but but what they're able to do with the help of a you know and obviously a a, a broader socioeconomic political apparatus and and media psychological warfare you know uh, uh, institution is to create a narrative of themselves as being legit and that anybody and then they can set the left edge and say anybody farther to the left is insane or lunatics or they're out of the, you know, they're marginal. Uh, so therefore we have to vote for Biden.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Luke, do you want to comment on that quickly?
5: Yeah, I, I mean, this this whole thing about, uh, you know, when we criticize in good faith and and for good reason, people tend the so-called movement, I guess if you want to call it, who are doing shady shit like, you know, colors has been doing. Uh, and not just with with buying the houses, Um, you know, people are really, uh, it's like people like being in cults of personality, right? There are a whole lot of people who like people, especially online, you know they like people they follow them but they're not really interested in doing any real work they just like you know retweeting folks and watching their videos and, and and that type of thing and hopping on their live streams and and you know and the people who are in it who are producing this content we've said for years these people are just doing this shit for likes and clicks and you know the 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 the, the patreon money that they get from it but beyond what they do online, they're not doing a whole lot. And in the case of folks like colors, I mean, it's great if you're gonna use your platform to raise a lot of money Mm. for the struggle. But if everybody else in the struggle is broken, still struggling, and you're buying a million dollar house, more than one, then we have every right to sit there and say, hold up, We got people on the street who have been locked up they need bail money people's families need to eat people are you know in these protests and they're homeless and they i mean these are things that are happening in the chapters in the streets right now so you know folks who are doing all of this very public rah-rah you know holding up banners black Lives matter talking about holding the system accountable these are the very same banners who refuse to be held accountable by the people they claim to represent. And I'm I don't really care about folks coming after us, like, because we have had people like, oh, you can't say this about so and so because you know, for whatever reason, and our response is number one, watch us do the work, and number two, that person isn't God. You still have bills to pay. What the fuck are they doing to help you pay your bills? Not a thing. But if you called us, and said, look, I really need help, we would bend, you know, move heaven and earth to see if we could help you because we're connected to each other. But these folks, they're they're just not. So I think what we're seeing with this performative activism is what, you know, what we have been seeing over the past, I don't know, six years, Mm. finally coming to the surface in like a big, really gross way that you just can't ignore anymore. Yeah, I also
3: think that um, we're, we're, when you talked about the first couple of uh, uh, pushbacks, I really see that as a generational thing.
5: Hmm.
3: You know, I, I see it um, basically a lot of these movements are being um, uh, led by millennials. Um, uh, not too much many people from my my generation, which is Gen X and older. And the millennials, they had a different orientation in this society. A lot of it is entitlement. A lot of it is, um, you know, we, we laugh about it all the time. But it was, you know, their socializing their socialization in this country had a lot to do with feelings and, and you know, protecting feelings and it was all into a lot of this emotional work. Um and I you know, I mean, you know, I'm not judging um that I, at all. I, I just know when you and I kind of came up, there wasn't no padded playgrounds. I mean it was glass all over the things. Nobody <laughs> yep. gave a fuck about how we you know. But um but the millennials um you know, it was more about being more nurturing, more. Um, you know, the, you got the fifth place ribbon and all this other kind of stuff. <laughs> and I kind of think that as they became adults, you know, um, a lot of millennials um, in, in the organizing world, they carry that with them. So now it's it's more of um, a recognition of not having a, a hierarchical uh, leadership role. Everything's linear. Everybody's equal. And I guess on some aspects, um, I could I can see the benefits of that. But but it does have its weaknesses, too. And I think that, um, you know, the pushback is that we can't criticize anybody. We can't, um, you know, and and this goes back to this fifth place ribbon stuff. It goes back to protecting feelings and all this stuff. And in this type of work, um, I think that if we're going to be truly effective, um, we have to start toughening up. We have to understand that the world is a cruel, mean place. Um, you know, when we look back at um, organ- organizing during the '60s and at the at the height of uh, the the uh, civil rights movement, they had workshops. I mean, they they prepared these kids um, to not only be able to um, uh, uh, deal with the press, but they prepared these kids on how to deal with you know hostility and and you know it was from a nonviolent perspective. But still, they still didn't go into these these situations blind, and they had leadership. I think that this this tendency that we have today of really um, downplaying leadership, I think is hurting us. Because I I think that if, if certain structures were in place, Patrice probably could have got away with what she was getting away with. You know, but when we have this tendency to feel that, you know, everybody's the same, and you know, there's no gender, there's no this, there's no that. And I mean, people could live with the, the way they want to live. And like Jackie said, we took hits on that. But I do think that we have to have standards. I think that we have to have, uh, uh, we have to, uh, uh, Confront these issues not with all the time with the feely with the you know touchy feely thing that we see so much in these movements now and maybe because a lot of these movements and I know I'm gonna get slammed for this but you know but um, but but a lot of these movements man are headed by females and so um you know and that, and that's a good thing let me explain what I'm saying yeah. right. explain on, that one. Right? explain that one they're headed by women and what I mean is women bring a different energy so you know so unlike the um. Uh, the, the you know the the, the, the male lead of, of other organizations. Women bring in a more nurturing. They bring other um, aspects to organizing that I think that um, you know is the strength there. But um, but but you know look whatever we bring to the table can always be fine tuned. Can always be tuned up. We can always examine things. And I think that one of the things that we have to be careful about, in my view is that we have to allow, um, because see, just when I said that right now, I was like, oh, oh where are we going? But the thing of it is, is that we have to allow um, stuff to get on the table, and, and you know, we all ain't going to be right. And so I think that we have to be able to examine these things, and, um, and with an honesty and sincerity, man, that, you know, without the, without the fear of, um, of, you know, of being jumped on us, if we're wrong, we're we wrong, but, you know, but, you know let's, let's look that we're all in this together
0: To add on to what you are saying, I think that part of it also is class struggle within the movement itself, you know what I mean? Because of the fact that you've always had charlatans, you had the Jesse Jacksons, the Al Sharptons, so on and so forth, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't just say, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't just narrow it down to say women, I would just say that there are certain folks who come out of certain camps. For instance, uh, you know, those people who come under the Al Sharpton umbrella, they tend to lean and move in the same type of direction. You know what I mean? So there's always been the bottom feeders and the, the, the grave robbers. But I also agree with you, like right now, we're in a, uh, in a state where criticism is criticized. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's two types of criticism. There's antagonistic criticism and there's constructive criticism. And I don't see nothing wrong with some constructive
1: criticism. Anyways. Well,
3: well, well, let's look at it this way just well, real before quickly. you do that, let's
1: take, we're gonna take our first okay. break and then we're gonna let Jared come back in. And we're gonna get back to that. So we're gonna take our first break on Renegade Culture. We'll be right back. Bam. Blah. Renegade coaches in the building. Yep, yep, we back, back, back. What up, KK Frank? You good? I'm good, man, man. How you feeling? You good with yours? Man,
0: listen, man, I'm alive on arrival, fighting for survival out here in True. this raggedy ass You like my shit-hole. shirt, man? You
1: like this? I like rights, that man? shit. Yo, it's I shirt, got dressed uh, up for the shirt. For OK, OK. It was like it was like
0: Kwame and shit, like 2021, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? He, he brought I my back.
1: I think his name is Kamau. Uh, That's pretty Come fresh. Yeah, that that was fresh at all, I man. <laughs> I think it was dope. <laughs> all right, let's get back to our job. Anyway. You know what Yo, so brother Jack, before we went to break, you had, you wanted to add something to the discussion. To, let's let's start off with you before we ask our next question.
4: Yes, no, I I I I think I I just slightly disagree a little bit with with the 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 total uh, with, with um, it being made totally or uh, primarily about generation. I think uh, Kalanji, you were onto something when you were talking about the class and the trees that people come from politically. That that. Uh, one thing I think we have to remember is that there is this, just like with art and music and you know, politics is the same way, there's this commercially imposed layer. In this case, of like a non-profit imposed layer. And then there's a lot of other stuff happening elsewhere and that doesn't get a lot of attention, doesn't get talked about, doesn't even get debated about, that does have a very different kind of uh, uh, politics uh, and leadership even. So I think that, that uh, uh, you know, and the, other, the last part about that is that it's not, the, it's not millennials that have placed themselves in positions of prominence and power. It's people from my generation, our generation and up who, who have said that's the form of leadership that we want to promote and we wanna suppress other forms. So I just wanna always remind people, it's the same way, like we can criticize commercial hip hop all day long, but we should always remember that there's a grassroots underground, a beautiful array of music uh, being produced all around the world. And I think the same thing is happening, uh, happening politically. Uh, and I think BPM, I, honestly, I'm, you know, myself included, has to just do a better job of tapping into that and promoting that and bringing them to the surface. So I think that, that you know, that's, that's, I think, part of what our mission should be. Uh, beyond just uh, the the righteous criticism of the existing leadership or imposed leadership.
1: Well, and speaking about imposed leadership, and again Kalanji mentioned this earlier, um, what we have, which seems like also, is that this leadership that is imposed, um, like you said, at the same time other leadership or other organizational apparatuses are suppressed, right? And the history of it comes really, at least the modern history, comes from when we had a black power movement, a a black power movement in the 60s and 70s that was being suppressed, organizers were being killed, jailed, organizations were being pitted against each other. And at the same time that was happening, funding and resources started going to certain branches of of the movement, right? Civil rights branches, obviously there's the famous conversation of like Malcolm talking about the March on Washington and how Kennedy said, you know, in his administration, you know, take certain things out the march, say certain things, and don't say other things. And each of you got, each of y'all, gonna get hit on with the five hundred thousand dollars or something like that. And then later on, when Kalanji mentioned, you know, Jesse Jackson and all his endorsements and the commercialization, um, again, these things and him basically taking things from like somebody like Fred Hampton, um, all these things started to come. And so it seems like also the state and/or the the sort of capitalist structure plays a prominent role, too, in deciding or trying to pick our leaders.
4: Absolutely. And then just very quickly, like, in terms of, just think of just in terms of a popular commercial media in this country, uh, there was a time people might not, I mean, it's crazy to think that even in our lifetime, there was a time where you would have seen Huey Newton on ABC, you know, or on primetime television, really. debating a right winger, but he'd have been there. You'd have seen so, you know, Stokely or Kwame Ture or even H. Rap Brown on, on, on actual national news right. uh, debating, discussing, being heard. We don't hear that wing of politics in popular media anymore. Uh, you know, even before he passed, Mary Baraka talked about that, that the, that the state and its media apparatus had corrected itself uh, uh, in the 80s and 90s and said, no more of that stuff. We're not even going to allow it in for the debate. Uh, so now the range of debate is so far dragged to the right uh, that 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 almost anything sounds radical, especially when it comes, you know, with a slick hashtag uh, and some you know pretty and talented people behind it, you know, promoting it. So
0: I, I think to add on to what you're saying, you mentioned different freedom fighters. One of the things that that we're blessed, I think, with our generation. Um, I know Kamal and I are coming from the East Coast, uh, just knowing a lot of these folks who are looked at as legendary. You understand what I'm saying? So you have a divide where you have a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, and, and I'm not, by no means am I picking on millennials because of the fact that I know that we have some hardcore young freedom fighters out here. We do. You know what I'm saying? And, and there are some that's on bullshit because again, where they get their training from. You know what I mean? Now some might have just got it straight from the internet. You know what I mean, Wikipedia. And some may have got them from some of these uh, jack leg ass organizations out here who really secretly Hate us, folks like us who are the freedom fighters. And I'm gonna just say that shit because there's a lot of so called organizers out here with fancy names and shit, organizations, you know what I mean? That sound real hardcore, but they really some pacifist fucks, you know what I'm saying? And they're about the money, and, and, they, and if they could, they'll be walking around looking like, what's the little dude name? If it ain't about the money, that's their motherfucking mantra, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they'll be walking around moving the same way. I'm careful as how I speak because of the fact that I'm old school, but at the same time, I recognize that um, we're in an era where you have a lot of, uh, as as the the kids in Atlanta would say, fuck boy shit. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And It's it's a whole lot of that, and I don't even call these motherfuckers uh, participants in the movement. There's a difference in the movement and the conscious community. You know what I'm saying? The movement has accountability and that's one of the things that lack right now. So it, it's easy for uh, a colors or whoever to come along and buy a bunch of mansions and shit. Like she's fucking Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's a simple thing for the Tamika Mallory's to come along and, and to pop that shit and look like Sister Soldier on the TV because of the fact that at the end of the day it's party and bullshit like the last poets talked about. But when there comes a time and there will come a time there will come a time when these motherfuckers will get checked because of the fact that as the preacher man used to say it's getting late in the evening. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the responsibility yeah. and, and accountability comes.
5: And, and you know, I want to say real quick, you know, just, just because you, you did bring up Tamika Mallory and I was actually thinking of the, the rapper, uh, I can't remember her name, who actually defended her and, you know, basically tweeted something like, you know, activists need to make money and uh... you know we don't have time uh... for uh... uh... you know to you basically broke folks whose hobby it is to uh... you know who whose hobby whose whose hobby is activism to get in the way of activists. and it's like okay first of all ju- just the fact that people believe that poor people in this kalanji speaks to the class issue that you raised People believe that there are people out there who believe that folks fighting for our lives is a fucking hobby. That's right. Is insulting, right there. That that's just serious class hatred. And they have this idea because people are poor and they're not able to get on a Grammy stage and say some meaningless words and then you know get a a sponsorship with Cadillac and and you know turn into a Cadillac activist. I, okay. So that that's that's great if that's Tamika's hustle, but what does that do to advance the material condi- conditions of working-class poor and oppressed people who are supposed who these folks are supposed to be fighting for, right? That's that's that issue. And then for me, as a black woman, like I understand that there are a lot of badass black women in the movement. Yeah, oh. But I do believe who who will take brothers to task and have done um, and will continue to. But I do see the way, the fact that these women are black women are used to stop criticism of them. Right. They do that. They will say, well, you can't say this about Patrice coulors or uh, Tamika Mallory because you can't talk about black women like that. But if you grifters, yes, I can. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm... So,
0: yeah go ahead I'm sorry go ahead.
5: no no you know so, so the issue at least for me is not necessarily you know that they're you know that they're women it's just that the fact that they are women are used as a shield to keep them from being criticized because you know we you, well, you can't it, say nothing bad about, about well, well, black women. And, and it's
3: a shield that men don't have you know I mean um, and, and I think that that's the point that I was trying to make I mean I understand the class issue But to me it's like the same argument when people debate whether it's class or race you know nobody everyone talks about gender but me being in the organized me being in the organizational field or organizing field as long as i have been i've witnessed how men have been excluded um in certain organizations i witnessed the hostility of certain organizations that's headed by uh, some black women that let you know if you're a male in fact you and i um, some years ago, I um, attended a thing, and, and oh, the anti-male hostility was definitely there to the point where I couldn't stay there anymore, and I left and I told Jackie about it. I said, man, I felt like I wasn't even welcome. So, we, you know, if we are going to, we, there has to be some honesty, you know, and, and, and we have to stop always wanting to always embrace what's popular or, or you know, or what's, what's, what's less controversial. Because I've been in them circles where you had certain women, for whatever their reasons is, I, I, I don't know what their reasons are or were, that did not want men involved in, in the capacity that we, we had liked to have been involved. Um, the kind of criticism that men would take, uh, black men would take. I, I, can't, I, I don't know how often uh, last year we've heard from certain members of BLM that black men don't protect black women, which was a total false uh, narrative. So, I mean, you know, and that's just swept under the rug. So I mean, so I think that we have to understand that it's not always just class all the time. There we, you know, um, there is also um, um, this this uh, this um, rooted um, anti-black male stance. Sometimes that happens in a lot of our spaces, and I think that it doesn't get called out as much as it should. But um, the thing we have. Of, um, the thing with the um, millennial thing, what I was trying to explain about that was, is that. I just, you know, I, I do see, and, I, and I'm glad that um, Jared have, had kind of clarified, because that's where I wanted to go with it, is the fact, but there is, I mean, I was raised a little differently than my children who are millennial are uh, raised, and they have the different value systems or different understandings of things than I come. I'm, you know, my father, you know, um, he, he wasn't a touchy filly guy, you know what I mean? So I'm just saying that the way that we approach a lot of these things, I think are generational, and um and, and no I but, mean, uh, the,
4: but but but, but the, the, the the real quick the point that I would want to just quickly want to make we i think we're even being drawn into the mistake uh, of of allowing BLM to become the standard by which we talk about and judge activism so what i'm trying to suggest is that we push that aside because even as we've dealt with on our own channel there have been Uh, members within that organization who are younger and some older all of whom have been coming out uh, publicly lately saying that their attempt to build within that organization did not go well because they were trying to address differently some of the even the issues you are raising. So I'm just trying to point out that there is what I think is the bigger issue or the biggest issue is that there is an attempt by the state and its its minions to promote the versions of activism I think we're all here in, in, in criticism of uh but we should be I, I, but i so i just want to but i don't want to let that become the standard uh uh, uh that that we 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 conduct these conversations around oh, so like yeah, blm right. let's I move like like you know because like i think yeah. you know just with represented in the groups here with whether it's cmb the seafo movement ftp all that kind of stuff my former work within even within uh, uh, mxgm or organized coup from back in the like there was a lot of different things happening that uh, that i think is still going on in pockets that is being suppressed uh, by this, this, you know, uh, this new narrative and this new standard. And I think, you right. know, so I, anyway, that's, you know. And I'd
0: like to add on because definitely, I see both sides of the, the equation. And I think, Baba Luqman, um, I think the thing is, it, it boils down to who you came up with. You understand what I'm saying? Like I come from the Fulani Sunni Ali's and, and the Injeri the, and Algani's and folks like that. Whereas, you know what I mean? Like even with us, with FTP, and and the African Martial Arts Institute. There's no girl push-ups, there's no uh, women's lib or no male situation, none of that type shit. The police, when they vamp on your monkey ass, they don't care if you're a black woman, they don't care if you're a black man, they don't care if you have a fucking natural, they don't care if you got a perm, a wig, a fucking lace front, whatever. When they roll on your ass, you a nigga. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So right. I agree right. that a lot of this shit is new because of the fact that, you know, certain things have been changed and adjusted to make motherfuckers feel comfortable. But revolution is not a comfortable thing. Right. We have to be clear right. about that. And in saying that, that doesn't mean that you have to be a patriarchal bastard. I'm saying simply that we have to realize that we are against the fucking state. And the state, when you're talking about being at war with the state, they're at war with your black ass. They're not gonna be like, oh, just because you a black woman and shit, I'm not gonna kill you. You know what I'm saying? We see Sandra Bland. Just because you are a child, I'm not gonna kill you. We see Tamir Rice, you know what I'm saying? And the other 13 year old young man who was murdered in Chicago a couple days ago. So we gotta be clear that it's also, the class struggle part is when you have motherfuckers who are activists. I'm not an activist, I'm a revolutionary. You understand what I'm saying I'm a freedom fighter, you know what I'm saying? And we have to be clear about something as well because of the fact that we assume that being a revolutionary means you're a righteous man. You understand what I'm saying every fucking revolutionary is not righteous. It just means they're against the fucking state or they're against the government. You know what I mean so we got to be absolutely clear about that our quote unquote standards and our ideas and views and morals and shit get twisted sometime because of the fact that we think that there's some type of standard that that okay boom in order for you to be a revolutionary you can't eat meat or in order for you to be a revolutionary you can't right, say right. fuck this or fuck that that ain't my particular position you know what I'm saying I'm more comfortable dealing with brothers and sisters in the street than I am in a fucking uh, 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 hall or community center talking about what the streets and what the community need to be doing you understand what i'm saying we get those type of things we have town hall meetings but the motherfuckers from the town ain't there who are you to be so arrogant to dictate the reality of the masses
1: so we're going to come back from our, our third break and we're going to hit a little bit more i think on some of this gender and identity stuff because i want to get in that too so we're going to come on our third break we come right back at renegade culture it's hot
0: it's up, up in here fuck the police yeah. Ready. I'm not sure Uh-oh. anymore Uh-oh. more who is knocking Getting at my, my door. door.
1: door. My. Yeah. That was it. I am. Uh-huh. I didn't want to give it to him yet. He was never sure who's been knocking Shout at you my door. Shout out to my man Sean Price. <laughs> okay. R I
0: P Sean Price. Works. You know what
1: I mean? my so, man perfect jab <laughs> in the building. Up. What doing? up, Jay? Jay? What's All right, right, that was a little yeah. moment of silence there. All right, y'all, how y'all doing <laughs> out there? Okay. So, yeah, we're going to get back with our program. We were talking about performative activism, headed okay. bourgeois organizing and activism. And so we was, at the end of that last segment, we started talking a little bit more about sort of identity politics as this term sometimes, right? And so the only thing I wanted to add is, is that I do think it's OK for there to be sort of a correction in general organizing, right? So I do think we, there's a history, particularly in black nationalists organizing and politics, where there was male domination, where there was woman subordination. And so I think one of the things that's been added in this new generation is to say, <coughs> one, let's not that's not think that all the things that happened in the past were led by men, uh, that men were the were the only folks doing that work. And so as we correct that record and say, you know what? Women have to take leadership roles, too. Sweet. And that the most marginalized folks, as they say in our community, LGBTQ folks, there has to be room for leadership for all so i i am i'm down with that correction i think that's been needed it's something that we should have done long time ago the problem becomes when anybody starts to use that as a defensive shield a to avoid critique and do a criticism right. of their actions in the movement i don't think anybody based on their identity male female sexual orientation it's a pass yeah. in terms of what it is it's the work that they do just because of, of something around their identity. And I think that becomes also something that's pushed on into our movement as a way, like we, I brought up those other things around why we can't critique this one or critique that one, but that also becomes this idea of you can't critique how someone is spending the money, right? I like that you combined. can't, right, don't oh, appreciate that, You're man. Don't interrupt don't, right don't, don't my flow, B. I was thinking about it. it. Don't do that. So Sometimes. you can't correct, you can't over, you can overly overcorrect somebody um, and not allow them to be like, so where, where is the money going? How come we don't have an open process for deciding who's leadership? How come there's not a collective leadership that gets to decide? When you get $90 million in one year, that gets to decide how that money is redistributed to your chapters, to your organization programs, that kind of thing. And I think that becomes the thing that people are fighting against um, and then, again, the shield comes up around, oh, you can't critique this one and you can't critique that one. And so that, for me, becomes this, like, this interplay of stopping our organ- organizing from moving forward, because then we don't, gr- we don't get grounded in critique, we don't get grounded in the radical politics, we get grounded simply in identity as opposed to the work that's supposed to be getting done on the ground for our people.
3: Right. I agree yeah
5: right. I, I absolutely agree and and when we look at you know true revolutionaries compared to uh, you know activists like you all were saying, I think the big difference is when we when we come up against these issues, and we do try to call to attention some of this stuff that's done, whether it's you know Patrice Cullors or whether it's uh, what's what's that uh, talcum X, Sean King, oh. or you know the you know <laughs> the he was doing, or you know derailing. D- <laughs> no, wait a minute, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. Pause, stop. Pause, pause. What did you call him? What did you call
4: him?
0: What's
5: next? Talcum you not up
4: on all that? Talcum mix? Oh, oh, right? right?
0: yeah. I, I, I heard uh, of it, but Kamau and Sean King beefing. Because they're trying to see who the lightest out this motherfucker. Kamal, <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that. That's my man. I fuck with This the Sean, Sean King like go to Morris Brown?
5: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sean Dang. is light like in a very, very
4: bad that way. That yeah. He, he. Yeah.
5: Uh, uh, yeah, I can't. Oh, goodness. Uh, was um, a,
4: there's a whole bunch of them that, that are, I'm struggling to come to terms with right now, but there's a whole list of, there's a there's a whole just yeah. rack of names about about Sean King. Uh, so is yeah. it unfair to like start smacking the shit out of
0: these people or is that
4: just too much? <laughs> yeah.
5: No, I mean, look, I, I think that when we're dealing with people who are calling themselves activists and they have the ear of the corporate media, which we know is the propaganda arm of the state. So of course, that, you know CNN and MSNBC and even every once in a while Fox News is going to have these people on to say what the state wants them to say. Correct. So the state is fine with them saying, okay, yeah, let's reform this system, let's uh, get some uh, a change, or you know that that because they're never going to say the things that we want they're never going to say burn the shit to the ground they're never going to say this system needs to go they're always going to keep uh... uh, the issues on reform and incrementalism and supporting neoliberalism but not calling it that because too many of our folks don't know what the fuck that is and don't know that they've been living in us under austerity politics for forty years pretty much and and they do put up these you know these these defensive shields to keep people from criticizing You can't criticize me because i'm a black woman you can't criticize me because you know i'm queer or i'm trans or i'm you know this kind of thing or no you can't criticize me because and we hear some of this too like you know you can't criticize me because i've been in the struggle for 50 years and what you what you gonna tell me well if you stealing money Mm, which is what this is if if and, and you know, look, we have jobs, we we work. So we understand people gotta pay their bills. We all gotta eat. But at the end of the day, if we're not using the resources that we get, however we get them, whether you go into a nine to five or you robbing a bank, I honestly don't give a fuck. I kinda hope you do rob a bank actually. But I mean, if we're not using <laughs> those funds to collectively uplift our people in every way possible, then yes, Kalanji, we should be punching these mugs in the face. Yeah. That's how I feel cuz I mean when I look back at the at the black power movement uh, at, at at yeah, at the black power movement and the civil rights movement, there were black folks who were business owners who had straight jobs, you know, who went to church and might not have been able to go to You know, uh, a Panther meeting or, you know, because they didn't want to be criticized, but they funded the movement. Mm -hmm. They funded the movement. That's That's not what these people are doing. Not at all. So, You know, yeah, they absolutely need to be kicked in the back.
0: I I got one correction, Jackie, um, Luke Mon. And that one correction is revolutionaries do not rob banks. That's called appropriation and reparations. You understand reparations? <laughs> reparations. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's it's, it's appropriations because of the fact that you're taking that money and you're taking it back to the
4: people they stole it from. You
5: understand? And it's what also saying? the
4: point that that it also is a challenge to the whole notion that there should be professional, nonprofit, paid, or well-funded mm-hmm. activists. Mm-hmm. That, that that the the struggle is a liberation struggle that that at times needs to appropriate resources in ways that that it needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for me, to your point, Kamau, to the way you started the question, I think is important. All of these corrections are necessary. There are all kinds of problems that need correction, but the, the issue that co- keeps coming up is that, is this cor- correction going to be some liberal or neoliberal correction, right. or is it going to be a revolutionary correction? Right. So if we go back, a lot of these issues, it's, we act like the, the, the even during the Black Power era, that these issues weren't being discussed, that these weren't being Absolutely. dealt with, yes. that sisters weren't leading to So I keep going I just keep Pulling out uh, 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 Sophia Bakari's *The War Before*, she she talks about this in there and mm-hmm. says that, that 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 the issue of gender within the Black Power struggle, uh, Black uh, Black Liberation struggle, needs to be uh, taken on in the context of a national liberation struggle, right. not in the context of trying to assimilate some for, through for some neoliberal nonprofit funding. Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of correction to all of this that we need, and that's that's the kind of correction that I'm not seeing. Uh, 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 happen enough within these, again, imposed surface level organizations. I do think that this work is being done uh, in formations that are not either well-known or certainly uh, well-promoted or in in some formations that don't want to be well-known or well-promoted. So uh, that's why I just want to keep coming back to this refrain of I don't ever want us to let these, these highly critiquable and criticizable formations become the standard uh, uh, that we consider when we think about what, what, what struggle really is. Like Daruba said, BLM is Black Liberation Movement, not Black Lives Matter. That's all uh, it is and
0: that's all it ever will be. You know what I mean? And I, I appreciate you, Jared. Uh, you know, coming from the academy, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's rare that I, there's that so many folks that, that come out from a, a whole nother angle You understand what I'm saying? So I always respect your work because of the fact that it's true revolutionary work and it's not just some shit that just came from uh,
4: textbook philosophies and all that type of shit. Forgive the interruption, but I just wanna, I think it's important. what what? not not that anybody should know my story but it's important to point out that i went into the academy after having already decided that revolution was necessary and have have already engaged in political activism and struggle so i went into the academy with a very different i was not you know my revolutionary transformation happened long before i walked into a classroom so that's I, anyway so i just want to point that out no, no but, that's I appreciate important you.
1: that's important so mm-hmm. the last thing i want to touch on briefly and i think you guys Talked about a little bit is the idea of like how movements are now getting getting formed, right? And again, this is something that's happened over the last thirty or forty years, which is the idea now that as opposed to people gathering together based on ideological uh, formations, uh, the idea of our struggling for liberation because liberation needs to happen for our people, folks start nonprofits, right? And, and, and we all, even those who consider ourselves the most radical, get caught up in we start nonprofits, we get five hundred one c threes. We start, fundi- we start writing grants because um, we get like these, like we're going to get a pop of like 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, right. obviously even more than that these days. And so it's, it's almost like this movement capture is complete, right? Like the Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, they also set the tide back. You know, um, uh, I think Robert Allen talks about this um, in his book. That, you know, they set the tide back in the day for deciding how which organization would live and which ones would die because they would be strangled by the state. Sure. Right? So we talk, about, we talk about that. So what, what do we think is kind of, how do we break out of that? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think are some good ways to break out of that? And even talk about maybe some movements on the ground, as you've mentioned a couple of them, that we think are, are pushing forward in a way that's not strictly based on this, this, this kind of like movement capture that 501C3 and, and foundations have sort of created together.
5: Yeah, I mean, we, we see you know something that Jared just mentioned a few minutes ago—that there are organizations who, that are doing the work mm-hmm. and that are sticking to the principle, sticking to the principle of revolution, um, without wanting to be known. That I, I think that is part for me. That's like part of the key. Mm-hmm. I'm automatically suspicious of people who always want to be in front of TV cameras, right? Like if you're not taking that platform and educating people on our history on the politics of where we are and where we need to be and you know this revolutionary struggle then I'm kind of suspicious if all you're you know always in front of the camera talking about we need to vote for a politician and we need change this that and the third so organizations like you know the all African uh, people's revolutionary party um, did Ujima uh, People's Progress Party in Maryland, their political party that is focused on uh, you know, centering working class and poor people um, and their interest in the political system in Maryland. That's a part of this that's needed too because once this system is gone, how are we gonna do politics? We gotta teach people about that uh, that way. There's Black Alliance for Peace. Uh, there's Pan-African Community Action. Nobody other than the people who are members of these organizations know anything about these organizations because these folks these formations are not you know sitting in front of the camera trying to get on the grammys trying to you know spread a message and tell folks oh it's time for folks to stand up like you know tamika mallory did like we haven't been but, but that's the thing there are people who are doing this very performative activismy kind of work who can get on these platforms and say those kinds of things and frame the struggle as if there are not people standing up and and as if there have not always been, but we know on the ground in each state that we're in, there are thousands of us toiling in these organizations, you know, with small Facebook page, doing book studies, um, you know, especially during the pandemic, handing out PPE, you know, creating mutual aid, um, doing collective kind of economics or work or whatever, and people are standing up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way we have to continue to do this, but also we also have to reach out and connect those organizations and those people together to grow this movement. Because it's not an underground movement, it's mm-hmm. just an ignored movement, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is just an ignored, this, these are just, we're just ignored people. And I kind of dig it that way, because then that way you can't <laughs> see us coming.
0: No doubt. So. I like to shout out the Siafu movement. Mm-hmm. I like to shout out community movement builders, mm-hmm. FTP movement, the African Martial Arts Institute, Urban Survival Preparedness Institute, Uh, the National Coalition to Combat Police Terrorism, Mama's Army, Siafu Youth Corps, and all the folks who roll with the ants, you know what I mean? And all those brothers and sisters around the country and around the world who, as Jackie just said, you know what I'm saying, are out here making moves without having to constantly be in front of the motherfucking camera. You understand what I'm saying? We understand that the state is our enemy and we understand that the media, as we see it, is a propaganda machine for the state. You know what I mean? And that's why we're building BPM. So for our listeners and our viewers right now, make sure that you uh, go to Black Power Media on YouTube and follow us, including the people that's in this room right now. Follow us on Black Power Media on YouTube. Also go to blackpowermedia.org and subscribe. We have a dope morning show that we'll be kicking off next week Mm -hmm. called The Remix. And everybody you see on this this joint right here will be on that, along with some other dope folks. uh, the last dope intellectual, uh, Dr. CBS, Dr. Layla Brown, mm-hmm. um, and who am I forgetting? Uh, Dr. Chele. A whole bunch of doctors. Yes, a whole <laughs> bunch of goddamn doctors, including the ear doctor. The ear doctor. The ear doctor okay. who, who got his degree in goddamn uh, marijuana pharmaceuticals. Oh, damn. And Morris Brown. You know what I mean? So we appreciate you all supporting what it is we do. You rock with renegade culture, and as always, FTP means fuck the press, fuck the police, <laughs> fuck the Pope, fuck the president. Goddamn. And to do persistence.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? So on that note, we're going to wrap up here on Renegade Coach. We want to thank our guests for coming out. Uh Uh, Dr. Jared Ball, the Lukman family. Yes. Um, Before we go, though, uh, you know what? We didn't read our Patreons off, and I think when we come back, our special musical guest is going to be... Rogue Dynamo. Rogue Rogue Dynamo. Dynamo. And check it,
0: Rogue Dynamo came with like... 36 brothers, you know what I'm saying, but go hey, They, they go got masks on the That's whole right. line and That's shit. Right. I had to make sure I was, they was on the same side of the system, you <laughs> Oh, know god damn, no. but I think they good, though. We on the same
1: team. So know we're going to be back here if any get Culture. Fuck so her. <laughs> Renegade Coaches. Yeah, what up, man? Renegade coach, Coaches coach, coach, coach in the building. Oh, man. You it's, feeling it's good, good today, man? man. You doing all I'm day, you're right? good? I'm always feeling good, man. i always feeling good. Listen, man, it's oh, harder
0: than right. the times I'm out here, man. It's like I'm like, 50, 50 years old. Like, I ain't trying, 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 trying to be stressed the fuck out, bro. True,
1: true, true. what I mean? Trying to live
0: and love and all that good shit.
1: We all need that. We all need a little love in our life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. you loving that cup, I see. I'm definitely loving that cup because it got what the fuck I need to be in True, true. Now, we blast him during the break because, you know, he didn't bring enough everybody to share.
0: Hey, man, this ain't yeah, Salvation you know? I mean, Army. God damn it. <laughs> motherfucking, <laughs> so motherfucking so dead yeah, shit. Pay for your old pay for your If y'all want to sip after me nothing. I want to sip after y'all. I'm just saying, though. No, my
2: brother, you know. got to get your own. OK, you look
0: like the Captain from commercial back in the day, too. do no, know my brother, you got to get your own. I thought
2: you meant fat Albert, man. Oh! 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 called that man Bookman. Oh, we got, oh, got Corny 1 and 2 trying yeah. to bring some Oh, right? oh Corny oh, 1 and
0: 2. My bad. If yeah, yo, you not call that man, yo, yo serving my man. You not call him Fat Albert. You not call him Bookman. That man is rerun. Oh, Let's <laughs> <is re-run>. oh, <laughs> <that's laughs> get it straight. Let's get it straight. No, no Roger, no rerun, no
3: rant.
0: Hey, you look like Rod. So, <laughs> like,
3: so, so speaking of rent, speaking of rant.
1: We didn't do this at the beginning, but we want to make sure we correct our mistake. We got some brand new Patreons who hooked us up this week. So we want to give a special shout out to them. Here we Can we go? go. Boom, drum roll. drum roll. Yeah, yeah. Randolph Carr. Okay. Letitia Williams. Yes. David.
2: Joshua Reeves. Okay. Osiris Jamal. JD. Uh, Andrew Winkliff. John Coaster. Oh. Uh, Geraldo Mazza. Timothy Johnson. Oh, okay. And Linda yeah. DeLoach. James Sutter. Uh huh. John Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Ashell Patel and fuckface with the $2. No respect for all the patreons, Yeah, he must have yeah. fuckface yeah. on his shit. Yeah, that yeah, niggas yeah. deserve a I yeah, out it. shout out to fuckface. <laughs> <I'm laughs> i know, I know a couple
1: fuckfaces around the right. way. But, but you man. the best fuckface we ever had. Hey, so hey know listen. Know $2, $2, $2 fuckface. Hey, listen.
2: It all counts. Just be a cheerful giver. We appreciate all the patreons. Word up. We got a
1: special musical guest that I'm going to Mr. Server going to do the intro. Okay. Hey, yo,
2: we got a superstar in the house as we always Doing renegade coach. You know yeah, how We doing, doing renegade coach. You know, we got rogue dynamo in the house. Rogue artist. Yeah. From yo, yo, first of all, I give it for rogue dynamo. Yeah. <laughs> rogue Dynamo <laughs> on your head, yeah, yo, now, 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 now she's a, a Renaissance hip-hop artist. You know what I'm okay. saying? She's a producer, she's uh-huh. a fashionista, and of course, you know, she rocks different type of styles, and she's out of at the ATL. So once again, give it up for
0: Rogue
6: Dynamo. Whoa. Thank
0: you. Yeah, folks, you heard. Thank you for joining us, bro. How are you doing? I'm Appreciate doing
6: good. It. Thank you for having me. Okay, yeah. love the hair. Purple, Purple rain.
1: rain.
0: That's how we you. do around right.
1: these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like that. shit. Tell us a little about your history in hip hop.
6: Oh man, um, I grew up on it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I have a love for the actual culture. You know what I mean? Like not just the the rap music. Um, you know, my brother put me onto it. My cousin put me on the Wu Tang, and I just kind of grew from there. Started writing poetry and mm-hmm. just. Uh, you know, I just grew from there, so yeah. She said her brother put
0: on the Wu-Tang.
2: Wu-Tang.
6: That yeah. means she ain't our age. <laughs> I oh, her brother's our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah her yeah. brother's
1: our age. Oh, well, yeah.
2: Older know, brother. Well, you know, okay. Kamau well, yeah. just yeah. found out about Wu-Tang from the series on Hulu, White so you know. <laughs> <White> <laughs> <shirt. She laughs> yeah. I ain't that bad. She ain't talking about
0: Wu-Tang from the series on Hulu, right? Yeah, nah, 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 not that
1: bad. Kamal, I said, Kamau,
6: literally, wow,
1: literally. I just saw the damn show. It wasn't that bad either, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Servers
0: like, I mean, uh. My yeah, man is like the master, master, master. master. How many times you gonna give me that one? on the show. Yeah. Sure. Got Got
1: I pissed sure. <laughs> out at me and shit like that. So, 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 so who, who you would, would you say your musical influence influences
6: is Oh, um, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Nas, definitely DMX, um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. R.I.P. Um, let's True see. That. Eminem. Uh, you were good so far. I that, was like, Eminem. I was like, Eminem, y'all. I was like, yes. I you ain't talking the white
0: boy Eminem. Come on, man. Oh, everybody yo. she named is <laughs> a lyricist. Except Eminem. For I forgot. Okay. I like, I like hey. you better lose yourself like that. that,
6: that, that. I mean, I wasn't going to see the movie. Okay. You got to think about my age. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, so Nah, that was so good.
0: Oh, that's so I know like, oh, eight miles, like, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. There's one man named name that, the fake ass, Makai Pfeiffer. Makai Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, yeah. What the fuck you yeah. doing the fake ass? It's the the like. fake dress, You said say you seen the movie, Makai Pfeiffer walk around, they've got them dirty yeah. ass boom <laughs> and mop
1: handles on the back they of the They didn't even care, care about that. that. That's yeah. Hollywood. Right? So you've been on tour with, like, is it Slick Rick and some other folks? Yeah, I opened
6: up for Slick Rick in South Carolina. Yeah, it was Love and Hip Hop Festival. Oh, okay, okay. Shout out to Rick, fuck with Rick.
1: And you, you got, got any current music out that you want to talk about a little bit?
6: Yes. Uh, my right. most recent project is called The Grand Escape, and mm-hmm. uh, that's been out. Uh, we shot a couple of videos recently uh, for it, so people can check that out online. Um, I have some new music coming out. We just shot a video for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely The Grand Escape uh, is my newest whole project EP. Yeah. And then um, I also have Roses and Karma, which is the one before that.
1: Nice. And you so said you they could check it out. So I'm sorry, you said they could check it out online. Where can, can they check it out at?
6: Everywhere. I'm on Apple Music, Tidal. It's on YouTube, if people want to stream it on YouTube, it's on Spotify, so yeah. Cool, cool. Now what,
0: what, where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. Cool. You are from Atlanta. Uh, it's, it's rare that it. we get home from <laughs> Atlanta. I know. What part around. of ATL?
6: I'm a Grady baby, but I grew up in Latonia.
0: Okay, so hey, I'm gonna let you slide on that right. Nah, boy. But I grew hey, up in you know, Latonia. Yeah,
6: because,
1: okay. Well, like morning morning, now, here's the thing, I was though. I like You from New York, and then you really from, like, Long Island. No, no,
0: no. Not even Long Island. Wait, wait, wait. Say it. Say Say it. Here's the
6: thing. My family is from New York. So, with the whole Brooklyn and Queens. Oh,
1: Brooklyn. Canarsie I
6: mean, hey, I'm just. Yes. Yeah, so with the whole Reagan 80s, my parents was like, nah, we're not staying here. You know okay. what I mean? So it my was mom smart. was pregnant with me, we moved down here. So I'm like the only one in my family born in Atlanta. So. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Wrong
0: with that? So that's why. We definitely appreciate you coming on. Um, we heard a lot of good things about you. And we know you're gonna rip shit up. You know what I mean? Cause you wouldn't even be to renegade culture. But what we have, we have a, a thing. Now see this thing right here. Now normally, if you was in, in New York, You know what I'm saying? In Chinatown, Chinatown, we have like like, this Chinese looking ass bold. You know what I'm saying? Um, And and my man, man, the ear doctor, he usually calls this this, uh, the bold question, right? Mm -hmm.
5: Now, <laughs> we call this shit knock <laughs> nonsense
0: because there's going to be some bullshit, bullshit up in here. Oh my you answer, mean, you know so what I mean? What so we're going to let you reach inside this bowl. There's probably like 10,000 pieces right. in it. So You're going to pull out one. One question, question. The one. one. Okay. It's going to be the one. So
1: COVID and we sprayed it, you, you know, so it's COVID-free. Don't worry about that. gave vaccination. Okay. All right. He definitely got the COVID vaccine. And he did go to Morris Brown, which just recently got the accreditation. back after 35 years or something. So it may take Exactly. Yeah.
2: All
0: right. I, I say, say that personally. His, his degree old. is, wow. now we can actually yeah. call the bursar <laughs> and see we if he actually graduated. Yeah, he got yeah. a degree. He ain't got no foot. Ooh, air Ooh. doctor. Ooh,
1: I do no, no. Anyway, you can go ahead and read the question.
6: <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts about artists being involved in politics? Um, yeah, well, I think... I think artists are people too and uh, they should definitely speak their mind about politics Like, I-, I also think that they have a platform that a lot of people don't have so if they have an opinion of others that aren't able to have their platform then why not you like that, that answer. answer. That's a good answer. I like good <laughs> answer, bro. Rogue, <laughs> <laughs> animal, yeah.
0: hey, rogue. rogue for president. Because all rogue other presidents <laughs> are rogue. They suck. Right. They suck. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: yeah, yeah. So we be back. Rogue Dynamo is going to hit us off with a hot song, a hot track. Okay. She's going to hit us with, like, like Rogue
0: Dynamo about to light it up, y'all. Don't get it fucked up. Renegade coaches in the building. Bam! Oh, oh, oh.
6: Check, check, check. Yeah, so this song is called Dear Goddess, and it's basically about trusting the journey, trusting yourself, so it's for anybody with dreams and aspirations. Yeah. I'm watching sunrise and sunset, they tell me life isn't the playbook, but compare this shit to chess. Remember, make your moves, don't let them see you sweat. The queen moves wherever she wants, so please don't get it bent. But yet so many of us wind up hiding in my knees, be asking questions and I ain't one for lying I'm just saying Sometimes it takes a minute for you get it right She said she wants to be an artist, doesn't know what type Not really sure what I should tell her This shit ain't always sweet like Nutella But what I change it never? Sometimes the unexpected makes you better And sometimes the extra baggage makes you bitter Some people ain't shit, but the world's so much bigger Hate you growing up so fast while the world's getting sicker if you really want something, you should go do that. Life's a bitch, true that. Don't worry about where you at. Cause sometimes it takes a minute for you get it right. Sometimes it takes a minute for you get it right. If you really want something, you should go do that. Life's a bitch, true that. Don't worry about where you at. Cause sometimes, sometimes it takes a minute, minute before you get it right. right Sometimes it takes a minute before you get it right It's tough to wear your heart on your sleeve And people say that you mean Cause you refuse to believe in all the bullshit they preach It's enough to fool you once, there's no need to repeat But we caught in this rat race where they keep moving the cheese I'm blowing tree in the breeze, call me commander in chief Realizing life is too brief, but just enough to succeed Sometimes it takes a minute for you get it Gotta keep yourself on track or you'll forget And when someone breaks your heart, you gotta learn how to mend it And be careful with your time, cause you still that shit's expensive And it's cool to be intensive Even better comprehensive They say media is cool They just stirring up the tension But don't even worry about the now It's just lessons But before I go I just thought that I should mention If you really want something You should go do that Like to bitch, true that Don't worry about where you at Cause sometimes it takes a minute for you get it right Sometimes it takes a minute for you get it right If you really want something You should go do that Like to bitch, true that Don't worry about where you at Cause sometimes it takes a minute Before you get it right Sometimes it takes a minute Before you get it right Yeah I'ma get my social media real quick Everything at Rogue Dynamo Thank you again, Renegade Culture Podcast I appreciate y'all